right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. What is going on? Welcome to the Pick Six to Draft Live, whatever you want to call it. I don't think we ever actually figured it out on Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Grant, and I'm joined by Best Ball. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> you know, I don't have my earphones in, so David, they all heard you through my microphone. So congrats on that. Anyways, Eric Crane here, joined by Mike Fears, and uh, we're gonna have Evan Silva coming on shortly. Mike Fears, though, what's going on? Uh, you know, not much. I'm excited to talk some football. I'm excited football started, you know, and we're actually watching games and um, uh, unfortunately some injuries or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to be here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I know you and I have both been doing a lot of best ball drafts, which is the name of the show, in case you're wondering. And um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Like I, every time I see a preseason game on, I say, OK, now we're even closer. We're closer to some uh, some football some real football are you are you watching a lot of the preseason games you know I haven't been uh, you know I haven't had them on the tv a whole lot I'm, I'm following along the box scores and everything just trying to keep tabs on a bunch of players but um you know I unfortunately I had yeah, I got three kids at home so I just haven't had the time yet um I haven't been able to claim you know three four hours on Sundays as uh you know daddy's tv time yet <laughs> No, I, I understand. That's what I, I don't know. I don't have kids, but I assume that elbowing in the head to get out of the way isn't that's not allowed. Well, no, I, I mean, it is, but not until the regular season. Ah, OK, that makes sense. Well, let's go ahead and get started on our first topic, because it's, there's been a lot to happen in the NFL since the last time we had one of these shows. Uh, Rich Rebar, by the way, he's traveling tonight. That's why we have uh, Beers Water with us. All right. Let's talk about the Jaguars quarterback situation. And Blake Bortles is who we thought he was. He's uh Boy, he's been bad. And the court, the Jaguars now it looks like they might go with Chad Henney. Uh, Bortles has been terrible in the preseason. And I don't like to put a lot of stock in preseason, but it's tough to ignore just how bad he's been. What are we doing with the Jaguars quarterback situation right now? Well, I, I mean, I think we're just avoiding it uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of fantasy. I mean, you, you're not going to pick a winner out of uh, Bortles and Henney. Um you know, even if you end up with the one who starts. And the the thing that I think is a, is a more difficult question than, uh, you know, whether you're going to buy either one of those guys, I think the answer is definitely no at this point, um, is how does this affect, you know, the other guys on the team, right? Um, Allen Robinson, can he produce in spite of this quarterback play? Um, you know, Fournette, what's it going to do for him? I'm getting pretty worried about the entire offense. Um, you know, in – I hear, I think I've heard, you know, maybe three years in a row now that the defense is going to be a lot better and Jacksonville is actually going to become a better team. Um, you know, if uh, I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, I mean, without, without a good quarterback, I mean, they don't even have a, a solid sort of like game manager type quarterback, right? I mean, you can win with that kind of quarterback. They, they have bad quarterbacks. Um, and I just, 
I'm, I'm getting real concerned, uh, you know, uh, particularly for Allen Robinson. And I think it's going to be a problem for Fournette. Uh, he's just not going to have a lot of opportunities to score. Yeah, to me, I mean, I'm looking at this team and I say, what's going to stop every defense from stacking eight in the box and saying, go ahead, okay. Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee, Allen Hearns, if you guys want to beat us with Chad Henning or Blake Burles throwing you the ball, way to go, best of luck. But I was pretty high on Fournette, God, a month ago, I guess, and now I've really had to taper my expectation because it just doesn't seem like it's something that that can work. Yeah, I mean, he's going to need he's going to need a lot of carries, I think, and I'm not sure there are going to be a lot of carries for him um, unless they're going to run out the clock on their own losses. Um, and you know, Allen Robinson, he, he's he's going to get open either way, but they, he, like you said. The, they can dare the quarterbacks to hit them and they they're not going to it it, it appears yeah um so i think you gotta you just gotta downgrade the entire offense um you know i'm not i was drafting Allen robinson i liked his value um you know he was going he'd fall into like the end of the third round um in these best ball leagues and uh, i think i'm i'm off him now yeah i don't really see a way you can draft him and feel good about it. i mean maybe if he fall, like how far would he have to fall before you would say okay now i can take Allen robinson it's a while isn't it yeah i mean you know players typically i mean at the beginning of the draft of two falling two rounds would be pretty big but you know in the fifth round i'd grab him i mean he's just he's talented enough um he, he he's going to turn in a few big games he's just not reliable at this point you know um and you have to have somebody who can he can get open if he doesn't have somebody who can hit him it's just it's not going to do anything for your fantasy team yeah and that's kind of my issue too. I'm trying to like think like all of a sudden Fournette he was the guy going he was the first rookie running back off the board you know he was going before Dalvin Cook who's job just everybody's favorite player and he was going before oh the Bengals kid why am I forgetting the Bengals kid I'm drawing a blank yeah Joe Mixon yeah sorry <laughs> that was really weird I couldn't think of his name um like, is he falling behind both those guys for you now? Uh, I'm not sure that he's no, – I don't think he's fallen that far. I mean, um, you know, I haven't really jumped on the uh, the Dalvin Cook train. Um, you know, I, I his preseason is definitely encouraging, and um, I'm moving him on my board a bit. But, you know, he was going in, what, the, like the sixth round for a while, and, you know, he's now he's moving up several rounds. But um, I don't think – with uh, they have a more crowded backfield in Minnesota, and um, I just don't think that uh, you know he moves that far ahead. I mean, Fournette's like the only option, right? Um, in in terms of the Jags, if they can't throw the ball, I mean, he's just going to get fed, uh, and I think he gets fed enough to uh, keep him ahead of those two guys, especially with um, you know with Mixon, with Jeremy Hill still just just hanging around, hanging around. Um, he, you know, he. I think he probably has more upside, um, might have the most upside of the three, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to spend a second round pick on him uh, like we were doing with Fournette, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, another guy um, in football who's kind of fallen down a little bit and he's going down draft board, that's Sammy Watkins. Obviously he there's a shocking trade, him going to the Rams for, um, well, for, I forget who it was for, but it wasn't for anybody that the fantasy community is too concerned. I'm really out of it tonight. I'm sorry. Everybody in the chat's talking about how they're sweating something, and I'm only sweating like all the money I'm losing. Uh, so, anyways, we got Sammy Watkins to the Rams. We got Jared Goff trying to throw him the ball. All of a sudden, he goes from a situation in Buffalo, or at least Tyrod was going to feed him, to we don't know what to expect from this guy now. 
where are we taking Sammy Watkins? Sammy, uh, so I liked Sammy a lot in, um, you know, in the, he, again, he was around Allen Robinson, you know, sort of the end of the third round. I was buying him a lot there when he was on the bills. Um, now I think I got to push him back. I don't think he falls that far. Um, he definitely falls, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, I would take him uh, fourth or fifth round. Uh, you know, sort of the end of the fourth, um, early fifth, because he's still, I mean, Kenny Britt last year was on that same team and he, he did great. Um, and Sammy Watkins, we know is an extremely talented wide receiver. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of concerns with the Rams, um, you know, in terms of how much are they even going to throw the ball? They were toward the bottom of the league last year. Uh, they have new coaching regime now. So I think that's going to come up, but uh you know, and, and how good is golf, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to look at it. Um, I mean, he could take a step forward and it could, you know, they, they could have a functional uh, functioning pass offense this year, but. Um, that would be a step forward by any other year. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so there's, there's potential for him to succeed there. And um, I don't think his floor is terrible. He's still, he's going to be the number one option. Um and, you know, they're, they have to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, I know Woods is there and, and Tavon Austin's still there, but, um, you know, I, he's still, he's still going to put up some points. He's going to score some touchdowns. Uh, you know, I'm not just knocking him off my board. What do you think this does for the value of Todd Gurley? Because to me, I, I kind of see it as, okay, with Tavon there now, he's, he's not going to be a big part of this offense, I don't think, but with Sammy there, it feels like it stretches the offense at least a little bit, which means that defenses, they might not be able to stack the box against Goff and Gurley. Do you think that this improves Gurley? I do, actually. Um, you know, I would um, – he and Fournette had around the same ADP for a while. You know, I, I'm definitely put Gurley ahead of Fournette, given the developments of the past few weeks uh, at this point. And, yeah, it should. It should open things up. I mean, just like you said about Fournette, I you, if he's the only option, Gurley was kind of the only option uh, in that Rams offense, you know, they're going to key in on him. And you can't ignore Sammy. I mean, even if you don't have a, a great quarterback throwing him the ball, you can't just ignore him. He'll, he'll, turn, in the, he'll turn in those big plays. Uh, so it's going to open things up for, uh, for Gurley. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to – you know, he doesn't jump a tier or anything like that for me. Um, you know, I'm still going to put him behind the guys like um, Ajayi and um, Devonta Freeman, um, Jordan Howard but he's getting closer to that kind of range. So now what do we do with uh, the rest of the Rams wide receivers? Any interest in Woods or, or Tavon Austin? I, I don't really have any, but do you? No, you know, it was a real bummer for Woods. Um, yeah, I, I was buying a lot of him. He was sort of in the 13th, 14th round for a while in the best ball drafts. Um, and as sort of de facto wide receiver one on his team, he was just, he was cheap for the amount of volume he was going to get, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but now I, I can't buy him. You know, it, it's just I don't know how much they're going to throw the ball on that offense. Like I said, I think they're going to throw more than last year, but I don't know for sure. And um, and he's just in Sammy's shadow again. Uh, you know, he, he got followed by the same guy and uh, he, he didn't do all that much in Buffalo. You know, even when Sammy went down, uh, I was looking at his production over the past two years. He only broke 10 fantasy points um, half a dozen times over two seasons. And it's just, you know, he's not going to make those big splash plays for you. Um, he's not that kind of uh, wide receiver. So I don't think he's worth more than sort of a late flyer. Uh, maybe you hope that Sammy gets injured again and you get your 13th, 14th round value that uh, we were buying earlier in the year.
Even if he does get injured, though, like I don't really see a path to where Woods is one of those guys where you're just like, okay, I have to have this guy. <laughs> you know, he's just going off. He's just not that kind of player. So I'm not really, I'm not drafting him at all. I just don't see him as a guy who's going to be a game changer for me. I agree. Uh, you know, I think his upside is like being a guy who can fill your flex position, you know, on a semi-regular basis. I mean, it's not, he's not going to be a league winner. Uh, even if things play out, you know, almost perfectly. All right. Is there any other like effect that this trade has on the Rams or kind of what you're doing with that offense that we haven't talked about? Uh, um, not for the Rams, really. I mean, it definitely affects the Bills. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's where we're going next. But, um, you know, for the Rams, it you know, one guy uh, he's having a great preseason, Cooper Cup on the Rams. Um, it is certainly doesn't help his prospects in terms of producing this year. Uh, you know, he I think he's gained some value in terms of uh, you know, dynasty leagues or whatever. But uh, given that Sammy's now there, uh, they already had Woods, um, and we mentioned Austin, it's just too crowded. I'm not, I'm not drafting him at all at this point. Yeah. Um, I might have thrown you know, an 18th round pick at him a couple of times you know, earlier in the summer but I'm not going to do that anymore. And, um, and golf, you know, I, I golf's the other guy. We haven't mentioned him. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an upgrade for him, but he's not a guy I was buying to begin with. And he's not a guy I'm going to buy now. Um, you know, maybe as the third quarterback on a best ball team, uh, you know, if he falls, uh, you know, 15th, 16th round, something like that. I'll yeah, if he's in the last him. round or something, then you can play with the idea. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a starter, you know, if you got a problem with bye weeks or something, or you, or you got an injury risk kind of guy, um, you know, you throw him on there, but I'm not really moving him up my ranks. All right. Yeah. Guys, anytime that you can not draft a Rams player, you're just going to be happier for it. That's, yeah, that's, that's my <laughs> advice. Like taking Gurley, taking, uh, taking Watkins. Yeah, you can do it. Gurley. I do like a little bit this year, but I'm just off Watkins. Somebody's going to take him before I'm willing to. So I'm off. Them. And uh, the team he came from the Buffalo Bills. The, what the hell is happening with this team? <laughs> because they're they went from oh we're bad to oh we're tanking to now they're talking about getting rid of Tyrod and Shady McCoy. They just got rid of Sammy Watkins. I mean, the, all of a sudden this Bills team just looks ugh atrocious. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a complete disaster. I mean, I, I just laughed when I saw that um, Bolden decided to retire. I mean, he, he saw, he looked around he said, I, you know, I mean, his football is a violent game. He, he doesn't want to do that for a full year for that team. Um, you got, I mean, you got to downgrade everybody on that team. I think, um, you know, especially Tyrod. I mean, you know, he got Jordan Matthews, you know, a functional wide receiver, but he, he immediately got injured. Um, Bolden walks away you know, then we're just looking at um, Zay and um, as his other option. And I mean, he's just, he doesn't have anybody to throw to, um, you know, he, he's not terribly expensive in fantasy drafts. So it's hard to say like, you know, never touch him. Um, but I, you know, he's certainly not a guy I'm going to target. Whereas I might have before um, I might've been happy to have him on my roster. The thing that really scares me is, um, is shady. You know, yeah, that's, I, that's I, my biggest fear, too, because I have a lot of shady shares and I was really yep. high on him. And now we don't even know where he's going to be playing in a couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. And it's like he felt like one of the safest investments. You know, it was um, the only thing standing in his way was potential injury. And, you know, that's a real risk, but it is for all the running backs in the first few rounds or, or any round. And um, now, I mean, 
if they if their passing game isn't even a threat I mean, you're getting back. We're going back to the same thing we were talking about with Fournette and Gurley. Um, you know, I think their O-line and and McCoy himself are better than, you know, the situation on those two teams. But, it, you know, if the, if the defense can just key in on them, even if he is still on the Bills, it's going to be a real problem. Uh, it's going to make his life a lot harder. And, uh, you know, I think he can still bang out, uh, you know, maybe a low, you know, RB1 season just on volume alone, if he can stay healthy, but uh, you know, it, it's a lot less exciting um, and, you know, and, and enticing a first round pick at this point, I think you got to kind of move him back. Yeah. So where do we move him back? Like, where does he, where does he fall to? Is he behind, you know, like the Julio Jones, is he behind like a Melvin Gordon or a Devonte Freeman? Does he fall behind those guys? Is it that far? So I already had him behind Julio. Um, So, so I got like the big three wide receivers, um, Julio Beckham, Beckham's probably a guy we should talk about too, given what happened the other night, but Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, and um, um, Antonio Brown. So I, you know, it's kind of the, the DJ and Le'Veon are my top two. And then I got those three receivers and then it gets a little more murky. And I think that's where um, he starts to slide a little bit. I think I had, Melvin Gordon and Shady about even, you know, it was, it was almost a like coin flip for me at that point. And um, I, I got to move Gordon uh, ahead of him at this point, like without question. And um, I think I'm probably going to start taking wide receivers over McCoy after Gordon um, guy like Mike Evans, AJ green. Um, I'll probably, you know, depending on what happens, I think I'm on hold with, with McCoy for the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, any potential trade, you know, if, if the offense continues to crumble, you know, I'll take wide receivers. I might take uh, a guy like um, a guy like Devonta ahead of him and just let somebody else draft him. Speaking of, uh, you know, guys that are all of a sudden moving up our draft boards, Evan Silva, you're here with us. What's up, Evan? Eric Crane, it's uh, good to be back with you. Mike Beers, uh, long-time admirer. Um, thank you for uh, welcoming me on the show. It's good to have you. So we've already got through about half of our uh, half our topics. We're talking about what's going on with the Buffalo Bills and what a disaster that team is. Where does How does what the Bills have been doing affect like a lot of these fantasy options for you? It's frightening because uh, the way that the Bills have built their – passing offense uh, has been catered to Nathan Peterman, uh, who is their fifth round pick, and they believe in him greatly. However, um, the the offense is no longer built to the strengths of Tyrod Taylor, who's a downfield passer. I mean, Tyrod Taylor has a lot of weaknesses as a passer, and that's why NFL teams are unwilling to commit to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's not a precise thrower uh, in the short and intermediate but he is a playmaker uh, at, with, with his running, and he can throw the deep ball very well. And that's why he and Sammy Watkins clicked uh, so well. And why you saw the Bills last year surround him with guys who could create separation deep in Sammy Watkins and Marquise Goodwin. But guess what? Both of those guys are gone, and the Bills have created their pass catcher core into a situation where they had, at one point, they had three slot receivers, Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones, and Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden bowed out, you know, 
Love Anquan Bolden, understood, you know, why you would move on from a situation like this. Zay Jones is now going to be asked to play outside after playing 70% of his snaps inside uh, at East Carolina, you know, in uh, at the, uh, I think this uh, it's called the American Athletic Conference, uh, where, where Zay Jones played. Um, it's just, you know, the, the, the situation is not built for the present. It is built for the future. And I think we are going to see Nathan Peterman sooner rather than later. Okay. So boy, this Bill's thing is just a disaster. It is a disaster. I mean, we love LaShawn McCoy, like Beers was just talking about. I, Hey man, whenever I had a, like a top seven or eight pick in an MFL 10 or an MFL 25 or an MFL 50 or an MFL 100, I was, I was like loving taking LaShawn McCoy, but that was then. And now we have a lot more new information and LaShawn McCoy is a terrifying pick pretty much anywhere in the first round. Yeah. And that's, that's my biggest issue with him where I'm just, I keep staring at him in these drafts. And before I was saying, yes, I love getting shady. I love him. I was taking him as early as I think fifth or sixth overall. I really like shady a lot. And now it's just like, Oh, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. And that's my issue, Beer. I'm like, I, I keep looking at that name and I can't do it. So like you said, you're moving up. Mike Evans ahead of him. You're moving up. Like, where? who's the guy? I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say, like, who is Shady still above for you? <laughs> as weird as that is to say. Oh, man, it's hard. So there, 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 are, there are two tiers of wide receiver ones, okay? The mm-hmm. first tier is – uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odo Beckham. Okay. The second tier of wide receiver ones is Jordy, Mike Evans, uh, Michael Thomas, I think belongs in there. I would take, see, I think this is the, this is the conundrum. Would you take LaShawn McCoy or Michael Thomas? I'd probably still take McCoy, but I also am probably a sucker for the guy. Yeah. I think at this point, uh, especially it, it's easier to say this now because I've been buying McCoy all summer. Uh, I, I got to go with Thomas. I mean, you know, at the, in the first round or early second round or wherever we're talking about you, you want to know what you're getting, you know, like the, there's just, there's too many question marks with McCoy right now, uh, you know, about the state of the team. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that makes these guys in the first round, first rounders is, you know, the kind of their floor, their situation is stable, um, you know, we we're, we're paying a lot for production. We know we're going to get basically. And, um, I don't know that I'm going to get it with McCoy anymore. I thought I did a couple weeks ago, but, um, I think you got to let him slide to the second round. Probably. Evan, do you think Shady starts a season on the bills? I would say 20% chance gets, gets moved to another team. Uh, but 80% chance stays on the bills. Uh, for DFS purposes, are people going to be off him against the Jets? You're, you're, you're going to be in, in week one. That's who they play in week one, by the way. And the Jets are not going to have the ball in that game because they don't have an offense. <laughs> so the other team is going to have the ball in that game. And that is going to set up Shady for a monster, monster, monster game. So I'm looking at Shady McCoy absolutely uh, for DFS in week one. And I think that just facing the Jets run defense, which people have a lot of respect for and understand why, um, people are going to people are gonna shy away from Shady for the, the, the matchup reasons and for uh, the, the team situation reasons. Uh, and I remember this, uh, 
late last season, people had a similar outlook on Carlos Hyde. I think it was week 15, and nobody used Carlos Hyde that week, and he just completely shredded. And I think that it's going to be a similar situation. But with that said, from a season-long perspective and from a best ball perspective where you cannot make – you have no ability to make uh, in-season moves, LaShawn McCoy remains a terrifying pick. But for week one, DFS, I mean, I'm going to be all over Shady for sure. And Todd Gurley, by the way, who plays the Colts in week one. Yeah, I'm going to be all Gurley against the Colts. He's already circled for me. Um I guess my worry about Shady Week One, and this, you know, I guess this kind of goes back to what you're saying, where people are going to be afraid to play him. If they're going to deal him, wouldn't they be afraid of him getting hurt and then just killing his value, or does he even have that much value on the trade market because he's of his age? Uh, let's talk about how much value he has in a real life NFL trade market. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he has the the uh, most ex- – or I guess Devonta Freeman passed him recently, but he has the second most expensive long-term contract among NFL running backs. Um, he's still great, but he has been hurt a lot recently. He has not missed a lot of games recently, but he's been hurt a lot recently. Um, and, you know, and he plays running back. So what what really is his real life NFL trade value like a a second round pick? I think a lot of teams would even balk it at paying that for LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm just uh I'm really heartbroken and I have my highest stakes draft tomorrow. So I have no idea what I'm doing yet. It's it's very troubling and I wish the draft was in 2 weeks rather than in, you know, 24 hours. Where are you picking, Crane? Where are you picking in that, in that draft? It's auction, so it's even Oh. It's <laughs> fun though. Oh, it it's gonna be a lot of fun. Just, yeah. just be very aggressive, man. Just go get those studs. Oh, I, oh, I'm going to. It's a, it's just not shady. It's a 10k league, so yeah. I pretty. It's gonna be a good time, but I'm ready. All right, let's talk about some rookie running backs. Years, you and I touched on rookie running backs before. We were talking about Dalvin Cook. We were talking about Joe Mixon, whose name I can now remember. Leonard Fournette, even D'Angelo Henderson has looked pretty good for the Broncos. Who's your who's the rookie running back you're most looking forward to uh, to picking up this year, Beers? Um, I think given their prices, I mean it, it, he's he's moving up, but I uh, I'm probably most excited to own Dalvin Cook um, or to buy Dalvin cook rather. Um, you know, I think if, if I could just have any one of them on my team, it might be in a PPR league McCaffrey. He's just, he's looked really good in the preseason. Um, you just, you have to pay so much to get him now. I mean, especially after these preseason games, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to spend a a second round or early third round pick on McCaffrey. Um, you know, I just don't think there's enough opportunity there. Like the way I think of him is, like, I think he's both very good and overvalued. Um, you know, I think he could have a great year and not return the value that, you know, the price that people are paying for him. Um, but Cook, you know, he hasn't gotten to that point yet. Um, you know, he's shown very well in the preseason. I, I think he is not going to have trouble taking that job uh, or he has it already um, and he's going to hold it. And um, and I think they're, you know, they're going to they're going to m- design that offense for him, you know, the, the, in terms of the blocking scheme, um, you know, uh, moving to zone blocking there, I, I think he's set up to succeed. And at this point, he's not, 
uh, you know, he's cheaper than Mixon. He's cheaper than McCaffrey. He's cheaper than Fournette. And uh, I think he's got just as much upside. What about you, Evan? What running be- rookie running backs are you looking toward? Uh, the second preseason game for Kareem Hunt, uh, I think, was very, very promising. I mean, they used him. Essentially, what they did is they created a mini game for Kareem Hunt. And they used him as a feature back in that game. And they featured him in the passing game, which is something that they refused to do with Spencer Ware last year, even though he was very efficient in the passing game. If you just look at him from a yards per target, yards per reception, uh, yards per opportunity uh, you know, standpoint, they, they did not want to use Spencer Ware in the passing game, but they came out using Kareem Hunt in the passing game. If you go back and look at all the Andy Reid running backs historically, Ryan Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, um, you know, even like uh, Jamal Charles, of course, but even lesser guys like uh, Ryan Motes and Deuce Staley, you know, they always wanted running backs that could catch passes. And, and that's, that's you know, very much within uh, Kareem Hunt's uh, – that's one of Kareem Hunt's strengths. Um, so Kareem Hunt stands out to me later in, in drafts. Chris Carson, I think, is very interesting because he has looked like the best running back on the Seahawks roster. Eddie Lacy is I, – I think he's washed up. I mean, he's not – he doesn't train with – he doesn't train like other NFL players. He trains on a weight loss program that you or I would use. You, you, should use. Are, 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 should use. Are you feeling the crane? Are you feeling the crane? Yes. I'm, I'm getting you. I'm wanting to pump some iron though soon. I feel good. I know. I know. We, we, we need to jump into this. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but he, he has no explosiveness or power. And that's because he's training like a guy who's trying to lose weight. You, you know, and he's not training like, an NFL, like a player who's in the NFL. Uh, so I, I'm largely dismissing Eddie Lacy. Uh, Thomas Rawls, I think, is the favorite right now uh, to be the Seahawks feature back. However, he's already injured. And then uh, C.J. Procise, who actually is over 220 pounds and should be given consideration for the Seahawks feature back role, they're not giving him consideration for the Seahawks feature back role. And Chris Carson has outplayed all of them this preseason. And Chris Carson got reps with the Russell Wilson group in the second preseason game that to me you know when you see a rookie running back especially a seventh round rookie running back out there uh in position to if he doesn't pick up the right blitz he could get his quarterback hurt you know and the coaches know that however the coaches had enough confidence in Chris Carson to put him out there with the Russell Wilson group and uh, he has been productive uh, every step of the way is Chris no. Carson somebody you're buying late in drafts uh, beers? Uh, he hasn't been. Um, I was actually just going to ask Evan. I mean, is is he a guy you're actually drafting, or is he just a guy you've got an eye on, and you know you're you, you know he's at the top of your list on the waiver wire um, in your in your season long leagues? Well, I have uh, stopped doing MFL tens and MFL twenty fives just since since camp really heated up, just because I don't have enough time for it, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to put my like I probably wouldn't be drafting Chris Carson if I was still doing MFL 25s and MFL 10s just because there's so much uncertainty. However, in season-long drafts where you can just drop guys, yep. I have gotten two, uh, and I've done like five since the start of camp, I've gotten Chris Carson in two of them. 
And I mean, I don't, there's like no reason to not grab him in like the 15th round of a season long redraft league because you can just drop him if he opens the season fourth on the depth chart. All right. That's fine. I'm going to try and get Chris Carson for a buck tomorrow. I've decided. <laughs> I, I feel like that's good. I'm going to get all the Kenny Britt for like four bucks. I feel good. I feel good. I thank God I've been doing these shows because otherwise I would just be, well, let's face it, clueless. Um, Evan, you were kind of nodding your head on when Beers was talking about Christian McCaffrey and where you think he's good, but he's just too expensive. Is that kind of how you feel too? I mean, whenever Beers is talking, I nod my head. So, <laughs> you know, whether it be, you know, we're on the same show or I'm listening to him, you know, on a podcast, I mean, Beer, Beers, Beers just spits fire and truth. <laughs> I like it. I paid him. I paid him quite a bit. <laughs> well, I, I understand. I mean, it's anytime he says something nice about me, I get a little Venmo request to send money. So I, I fully understand how that goes. All right. Uh, Beers, let's talk about the Patriots running back situation. We Everybody was drafting Mike Gillisley, maybe overdrafting him. I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing. I mean, now we're looking at like some Rex Burkhead. There are so many guys in the rotation. How can we possibly figure out who we're supposed to draft? So I can't figure out, uh, I'm not even going to really trying to figure out like who the guy is going to be. Um, but in terms of who to draft my strategy all off season and still now is draft the cheapest ones. Um, you know, because at one point Burkhead was the most expensive and he, maybe he will be again within the next week. Um, but you know, he, he fell down to like an 18th round pick, you know, he was a guy I wasn't even sure I wanted to take in the 18th round. Um, now he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to shoot up the boards. He already has. And, um, you know, if Gillisley falls that far, I don't think he'll fall that far, but, um, especially with the season right around the corner, but, um, you know, just get the ones who are relatively cheaper. I and mean, James White has been pretty cheap all off season. Uh, I've been getting shares of him. You know, I, I'm just careful to, um, you know, I spread the exposure around on my teams, you know, I'm not going to put Gillisley and Burkhead or, or White and Burkhead on the same team, the same best ball team. Um, I just want to have, um, you know, one little toehold exposure um, on, uh, on a bunch of teams across sort of the portfolio. So when one of those guys does return that value, um, I, I know I bought him late because I wasn't buying Gillisley, you know, when he was very expensive. I, I didn't buy Burkhead when he first shot up. Um, you know, I'm going to get a good return on that. Uh, and I think that's kind of the approach. Uh, and honestly, yeah, I just, I don't know the answer. I, I'm not sure anybody does. I'm sure Evan has a much better guess than me though. And, um, you know, who's actually going to, well, it's Rex Burkhead, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you guys could have seen our email chain going on before the show, you would have known that Evan was going to jump on Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rex Burkhead is a baller, dude. I mean, so, you know, Hey, if they try to stick him on special teams, it'd be good. You know, they try to use him in the James White role, he's going to be good. They try to use him uh, as a between-the-tackles runner at the goal line, he's going to be good. So, some guys are just really good at football, and that's Rex Burkhead. With that said, the guy, the running back that Beers did not mention there was Deion Lewis. Yeah. Who, who has looked as good, if not better, than any of the other Patriots backs this preseason. Um, and and is the lowest cost running back on the Patriots 90-man roster right now. Um, so, 
I think Deion Lewis is pretty interesting because very often, you know, in an MFL time, he will last till round 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, on draft, I mean, no, no one's drafting him on play draft. So uh, Deion Lewis, I, I think, is very, very intriguing at this point. He's, he's looked very explosive. I mean, we can all remember back to 2015 before he suffered those knee injuries. Uh, he was one of the most dynamic players in the NFL, and they would use him in the red zone. Uh, and I, I think he's actually uh, it sort of overrated as a pass catcher, but underrated as an interior runner. Uh, his quickness and his decif- decisiveness makes him a very, very good downhill runner. Uh, and I, I don't think people even appreciate him for that. He's, he's a very, very good back. So, Evan, where do we draft these guys? Is it, are we just looking at the cheapest guy? Because, I, I, you know, the problem is when they're all – when they're all playable, none of them are really usable. That's kind of the issue I have. Well, uh, you draft Burkhead, obviously, whenever you can. And then you draft the cheapest, and that would be Deion Lewis. So I think that Burkhead and Deion Lewis at this point are the best investments. James White does make some sense, but he, his ceiling is capped. I mean, we know how the yeah. Patriots envision him. He's never going to be a feature back. Gillis Lee was overrated from the start. Uh, and, you know, maybe he will win the Brandon Bolden role. But, uh, you know, I don't – I mean, Mike Gillisley – people don't understand that Mike Gillisley played special teams in Buffalo. You know, he was he was a special teams player. People tag Rex Burkett as a special teams player because he, sp- he played special teams in Cincinnati. People don't realize that Mike Gillisley ran down and, and covered kicks and punts in Buffalo as well. Uh, so Brandon, uh, Mike Gillisley probably going to be uh, the, the, the new Brandon Bolden and, and Rex Burkett is going to be – you know, th- this year's David Johnson. Wow, this is David <laughs> Johnson. That's no messing around. All right, guys, I told you we were going to have some QQs at the end, so let's go and get a few questions. And if you want to ask Mike Beers, Evan Silver, you know, if you're really desperate, even me, a question, like we can go ahead and we'll be glad to answer them. We've got a few minutes. So here's the first question. Mike, what are your thoughts on Devontae Parker now that he's Jay Cutler's new favorite player in the history of football? Uh. You know, I actually, I'm buying into it a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I, I got to move him up. I, he wasn't a guy I was targeting at all, uh, to be honest. I mean, I think he, his price was, you know, eighth round-ish or uh, maybe even higher than that or earlier in the offseason. Uh, I was definitely favoring stills. And, um, and the one thing, so I'm going to start targeting Parker around his ADP. I'm not going to reach for him. But um, I'm definitely going to buy him, and I got to move Landry down. I think um, I, I think he's just not the kind of you know the the prototype that Cutler really looks for. Um, you know he's he's going to throw the ball downfield to guys like Parker and Stills, and um, you know he he uses the tight end a little bit. I I actually am I like Julius Thomas a little bit more with Cutler in town, but um, so I'm buying Parker, uh, and then I'm moving Landry down. That's sort of. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Like initially, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's camp talk, yada, yada, yada. But Evan, we've seen this before with Cutler where he finds a guy that he likes and he just locks onto him. And when he says that Parker and Alshon Jeffrey are similar, I mean, they're pretty much built the exact same way. Yeah, they are. Uh, Devontae Parker um, has been a guy who, through, I mean, I don't think that people understand like how young these dudes are. Uh, they, 
like Devontae Parker entered entered the NFL and he was eating like McDonald's breakfast and McDonald's lunch and at night he would go like eat McDonald's dinner. I was doing the same thing. I I, I still am. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, but 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 these guys are competing at the highest level of athletics, and they're so young, man. Like they don't they don't know, you know. And so I think in year three, it it is sort of clicked for Devontae Parker, and maybe. This is my little, you know, my, my narrative that uh, Devontae Parker saw Kenny Stills and, you know, Devontae Parker practices with Kenny Stills every day. And they essentially play the same position. They're both perimeter receivers on the Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker saw Kenny Stills get $8 million a year with like a, you know, $20 million signing bonus or whatever, you know. And Devontae Parker is like, my goodness, like, am I going to really pass up that opportunity? I know how much better I am at football than Kenny Stills. And he stopped eating McDonald's breakfast. And we have not heard about a soft tissue tissue injury for Devontae Parker since 2016. You know, so. <laughs> that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. You know, it's been a long time. I mean, Devontae Parker, one of the issues with him was that he was he was never, you know, in an optimal condition. Yeah. He'd have some sort of like soft tissue is you know, injury just like Alshon. Um, he's not a, as big and, and thick as Alshon. However, he's a clasher. You know, at at, at Louisville, uh, one of the reasons that Devontae Parker he played with uh Bridgewater and he was one of the receivers that made Bridgewater look better than he was. Because he would go out and get the football in traffic. Devontae Parker can play. Look at him from just a straight – look at him on a, on, a, on a page of stats. You know, uh, in his first year, he was – you know, he had like a normal rookie wide receiver year. In, week, in, uh, in year two, he had a great second year uh, for uh, in, in an NFL wide receiver – and now he's in his third year. I mean, it's very easy to imagine him taking a really, really big step, especially with all the, the characteristics of Jay Cutler that, that Beers touched on. They want to know in the chat why we are so insistent on downgrading Shady McCoy. Um, because we don't know what the hell the Bills are doing and their offense may very soon turn into the Jets. How's that? Ooh, that was shots fired, right, Beers? Yeah, I mean, it, it's true though. I mean, it, the it's almost there are things you can argue, but it's almost impossible to argue that their offense has gotten better or 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 even not gotten worse. You know, over the past few weeks, and if the entire offense has gotten worse, that I mean, that itself tells you there are fewer fewer opportunities for Shady to score. Um, and, you know, that's enough right there. Evan, how far are you? Just are you completely off Shady now? I mean, because I'm I'm all about downgrading him too, but the chat they're not very happy that we're downgrading. Shady he actually McCoy. walked away. He's he's totally off. Oh, Evan. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fine, Evan. That's how Evan feels about exactly. I feel I and I can't blame him because Lashawn McCoy. I'm kind of just I'm kind of off with him. I'm done. No, thank you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a troll question. Uh, real quick, beers. Yes or no, Marshawn Lynch? No. I'm with you on no. Evan, what do you think? 
No. Okay. Well, that's good, Evan. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and get off here, though. The questions have ran out, and that, and so has Evan. So I guess that means Beers and I are next. So thank you so much for joining us on Draft Live. He's Mike Beers. He's Evan Silva. I'm Eric Crane. We'll catch you guys later. See ya. knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.